Welcome to On The Map. I'm Lee Carriher, your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Double Forte, a national independent public relations, social media, and communications agency. We are on a mission to help companies from the solopreneur to the mid-cap market maker achieve their goal, get on the map, be known for what they're great for, and make a difference in the world. At the end of the show, which is about 20-ish minutes, I will share with you how to become a guest on the show. So please stick around for that. In the meantime, here's the next 23, 24 minutes of greatness in marketing communications and helping people get on the map with real life advice. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Lee Carraher, and I'm joined today by Judy Baker, who is going to share everything she knows about starting her own business and then helping other uh, authors market their businesses. Um, she is the owner and founder of Book Marketing Mentor, and she is here to share so much greatness. Thank you, Judy, for being with us today. I so appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate being here, Lee. This is going to be fun. Awesome. So, um, Judy helps authors market their books. And um, let's talk about that first, because uh, my personal experience, so as you all know, I own and run a PR firm that's almost 20 years old. Uh, and I have written two books. Um, and then I hired somebody to do my marketing for me, uh, for my books, because um, <clears throat> nothing's worse than work working for your boss, right? And having, <laughs> you know. It's different when it's a client, but if I'm the client and the boss, it's terrible. <gasps> also, uh, book marketing, book publicity is a different animal and they shouldn't be treated the same thing. So um, tell us about that. What do you do for clients? Okay. Well, I saw that in the market, there are lots of companies that will tell you, oh, you've got to be number one on this list. You've got to be number one on that list. And you have to be on every social platform known to right. mankind. <laughs> and I went, I don't think so. Right. That's yeah, not making sense to me. And I saw that there were a bunch of authors, and you probably know a few. Mm -hmm. They worked really hard. They got their book ready. They did this big launch thing and then where'd they go yeah they disappeared they went on to the next thing they forgot about the book and i don't know about you but i mean there are books that have lived with me my entire life there are books from past centuries that are important to me books can be evergreen yes and so why people are not treating them as an asset in their business makes no sense. Not at all. I agree entirely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of flipped that whole model of the, you know, the six week window to greatness. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, that might work if you are James Patterson, who, as you and I both know, and so does most of the audience, he was a marketing guy. Mm -hmm. He treats his book, their products, mm -hmm. books are products, y'all. <laughs> and, and the the PR leading up to the launch of the book treat it that way. But most of us who are business owners who have written books, mm -hmm. we aren't going to have a gajillion dollars to invest. But if we use our books 
strategically throughout the life of our business, just like Jim Haran did with the one page business plan. And he was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He looked at it like, here's my knowledge, here it is. And as he got more and more um, in demand, that was the entryway for people to get to know him who then could, if they had the dollars, decide if they wanted to work with him mm-hmm. when he was still doing individual consulting. And I like that because it already sets you apart. Exactly. Now, do you work with just nonfiction books or fiction and nonfiction and all that kind of, what, are you, what do you do? My sweet spot is nonfiction. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I wouldn't touch something else, right. but there's there are different audiences, to be honest. And I have a stronger affinity to helping market a nonfiction book than a fiction book. And nonfiction, is it business oriented or is it biography? I mean, what kind of nonfiction? Well, it can be, it can be business. It could be memoir mm-hmm. because it's telling your story. Mm-hmm. And if your memoir is relatable to what you do for a living, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Absolutely. And I have to say the truth of the matter is I write poetry, mm-hmm. nonfiction, speculative fiction, magical realism. I'm kind of all over the place here. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. The, um, so I'm just gonna share my personal experience um, just as an example. So, you know, I've run this company now, like I said, for 20 years, but in uh, 2008, in the other downturn, the last two two downturns ago, I don't even know where we are. What day is it? Oh my gosh. (laughs) uh it's COVID o'clock is what it is COVID you know? o'clock I love it stealing that I'll hashtag you okay um, <laughs> um until that moment I had only hired uh people with 10 years of experience and then after in 2009 you always should look at your business model when something cataclysmic happens to it or the economy and I looked at the business model, I realized we're going to run out of people with 10 years of experience because no one really got hired in PR from 2000 to 2005 in San Francisco. Yeah. It's like, oh, you always want to be bringing people from the bottom. So I hired these millennials. I didn't know they were millennials. I hired entry-level <laughs> people and I was terrible at it, which was, uh, I mean, it was a shock to my system because my last two jobs before this company, i had had over 600 people in each of them. And most of them were under 30. So I was known for like, you know, being a great person for people under 30 to work for. Anyway, hired six, not the company hired six and they were all gone within eight weeks. And I was like, what the heck happened? And I think if it had happened over time, I would not have noticed it, but it happened all at the same time. And uh, long story short, I figured out that I was doing everything wrong for this group called millennials. Everything I read about millennials was terrible. I was like, that's crap, can't be true. And um, I said about figuring it out myself from my own company. Then I was helping clients because they're having the same problem. And ultimately it was, I was meeting with a publisher about something else entirely. <laughs> and we got interrupted and we had, in the end, I, she was having a problem with one of her millennial employees. And I said, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? And she said, this is so atypical. She said, I will publish that book. And I said, what book are you talking about? Uh, This (laughs) book that you have. I'm like, I don't have a book, you know, but I wrote that book in, um, let's see, I made the deal in December, 2013. 
I submitted it March 15th, 2014, and it came out September 2014. So in you know, didn't have anything, didn't have anything, right? It just sort of did it. Yeah. So I have a very different experience of it. Um, but what I did when I did dig into it, I started listening to all these podcasts, you know, how to market your book, how to sell more books, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and it was very clear that it's very different work, very different work than the kind of work we do. So I did hire someone to help me, which was um, <laughs> the firm were like, you're doing what? <laughs> and so much goes into book marketing, uh, you know, the salespeople. So I, I had my book published. I did not self-publish. Right. Um, and that's a whole, and today's self-publishing world is very different from 2014's self-publishing world. Yeah. But um, to me, it was a calling card. It's like, this is what I like. I'm really good at this. This is what I want to do. This is all about communication and leadership and takes me in a little bit different direction than what I was doing at the time. But um, it is constant, 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 constant. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I didn't do it very well. I didn't do it very well. um, I don't think. I mean, I, I keep, I mean, I've sold a lot. I sell more of that book than I did in my second book. And I think my second book is better than my first book, but um, they still sell, it still sells all the time. Every time I'm on a podcast, people call, you have things to say about millennials? Sure. What do you want to know? Sell a book, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the activities you do to sell a product called a book is very different than selling a service. It's very different than selling a product, like something you'd eat or something you'd put on your body. It's just very different. Yeah. So um, when, when, when you're thinking about books, one, so you're doing nonfiction, mostly business oriented. Mm-hmm. Are they self-published or, or third-party published? Combination. Combination. And tell okay. us about the difference. Like why would you self-publish versus go for, find a, a publisher? Well, I think you alluded to this too. And, you know, so I, I really started honing in on the publishing market in about 2010, Mm -hmm. 2011. And that was just when things were shifting. That was when Amazon went from having only lightning source. And so unless you were a publisher, it was murderously hard to self-publish. And they realized people kept asking. So they said, okay, we'll just create this little, you know, Amazon self-publishing thing, which is now KDP. Um, And that's super simple. And of course, Ingram Spark, the same thing. They weren't dealing with onesie, twosies for the most part. But there was this explosion of people People like Mark Coker, who created Smashwords, who's now, you know, partner now, now that's morphed into Smashwords with draft to digital. There were people out there who said, wait a minute, my book is worth publishing and I have something to say and I know how to get it professionally edited. Mm-hmm. I know how to get a, a beautiful book cover. I know how to, you know, do the book blurb. I know all of those things. I want my book out there. Mm-hmm. So there was just this uproar, just like there was, um, I was a graphic designer for years. Mm-hmm. And when desktop publishing came in, mm-hmm. I went, okay, 
this could be really fun or it could be a real nightmare. So uh, you know, the ransom note yeah. design school. Mm -hmm. And I just doubled down and took my experience and I got, you know, more immersed in the right tools. Mm -hmm. But I also knew what I knew and I knew what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So the same thing with, with book publishing, there were all of these snarky, uh, deceptive companies out there that said, oh, you know, we'll publish your book and we're going to help you do all this stuff. And no, they were going to take your money and did zero. I mean, I universe less was, than zero because they've taken yeah. your money. Oh, God. I universe was like the bane of mm -hmm. my existence. And so individuals started learning this. And that was about the time, like Joanna Penn. Yeah. Uh, started publishing in the early 2000s, 2006 or so. She's mm -hmm. she's been on she's been self publishing for about 15 years, yeah. and she had a tech background, so this stuff wasn't hard because it originally so hard. Oh my God! It was like trying to pull out your own wisdom teeth. It was I mean it was just <laughs> horrible. So the tools have gotten better. Uh, you know, groups like the Independent Independent Book Publishers Association partnered with other industry professionals and they came up with a, a you know, a checklist. Right. Here's what a professionally published book looks like. Mm -hmm. They're indistinguishable. I mean, I've got self-published books. I'm looking around. Yeah, you can't see my office because it, yeah, there are so, <laughs> many, there are so many books everywhere. But I have self-published books i've got traditionally i've got hybrid mm -hmm. you can't tell the difference if it's all of the things were done correctly you know so yeah and and i think the self-published the self-publishers in the in the world mm -hmm. have been pushing for higher and higher quality mm -hmm. and they've made demands on the different outlets Mm -hmm. And I think now we're in another revolution yeah. with draft to digital and Smashwords coming together. Yeah. And, you know, Amazon really is not in the market. Their main business, y'all, is not publishing. <laughs> it's selling you stuff. Right. But they, exactly. happen, they happen to have books and it happens to be well known. Yeah. yeah. The, um, so let's talk real quick. So that's really helpful to understand. And I have several friends who have self-published very successfully and they've made more money than I did uh, on a book because you keep most of the money when you sell it, right? Right. Um, but I mean, uh, it, there's a lot, we can talk about that forever, but that's not the point of the show. <laughs> uh, but Joanna Penn, she is, you know, I've listened to a lot of stuff. She's always on um, Sell More Book Show. And yeah. um, those guys are so funny and um, so knowledgeable. And it is a, you know, authors help authors. So once you are an author and you're asking for blurbs and you're asking for reviews and you're, it's such a hard job. I mean, you think, oh, my friends will just buy the book. Your friends do not buy the book. No. <laughs> Your friends don't review the book either. I mean, seriously. So, but once you're an author and you've, you've figured it out, you know, you get your blurbs, you get your reviews. I will do anything for an author. If they send me the book or if they wait, I mean, I'll buy the book if I let, I mean, seriously. And I'll just go and do the review because it is such hard work. And it is a um, community of people who get it. It's a community of people who get it, particularly in the um, business world. 
Yes. If we understand what we're trying to do, right? And share that one nugget that, that makes us so great. Oh. Um, so important. Um, okay, I'm gonna shift gears now because okay. I have so much to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, tell me, so you started this company about 10 years ago. So that mm-hmm. would have been 2012-ish, right? Around then, yes. Yeah, so coming out of the last darn turn. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and so what made you think, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to put my, I'm going to become the book marketing mentor. What made you think that? I was, I was with a cohort of self-published authors and other people who were providing services to authors. Uh, the late Joel Friedlander mm-hmm. is one. Uh, Stephanie Chandler is a friend of mine, Carla King. And I looked and I saw Judy is dropping some science names. <laughs> you may not know these names, but these are like oh, like the it no doubt, yes, the it names. And they're all oh, and Janser too. They're all lovely, dedicated people who are looking to help other authors succeed. Mm-hmm. And so I looked around and I said all of my marketing clients were authors Mm. and i went oh where were you working then i was self-employed i've been self-employed i've been self-employed since yeah before yeah i I understand (laughs) whatever year that was you know no seriously i was featured in i was featured in an article um in the press democrat way back in 1994. Mm -hmm. i had one of the first home-based businesses no I'm way. honest to God. I've always been like way ahead. Trendsetter. Love it. Exactly. You know, and I tried going back into not doing that. Um, and so the same thing with books. I said, well, these folks are struggling. Yeah. And I know about branding mm-hmm. and you want to brand your book. You want to brand yourself. You want to brand your business. And the intersection of those three things, that's why I really do like to focus on nonfiction, because when people buy your book, when they hear you on a podcast, and podcasting is the bomb for for selling books, for selling books, and if you're a consultant, people buy your book because they like you. Mm-hmm. They like you, they know you, they've mm-hmm. heard something wonderful that you've said, and they want to take a piece of you home. <laughs> That's and, where it all went. You know, and and, <laughs> and that's kind of good. to be smaller than Judy. I'm just going to say. It. <laughs> I, I know. I wish that was, I wish that was true because I still have some back here too. <laughs> you know, th- that's been the way that I've, I've always gotten business is by showing up and being helpful, being generous, being kind. Awesome. And that's, that's my philosophy for book marketing. Yeah. If you share the good stuff. Mm-hmm. People want it. And not only do they want your book, but if you are articulate, right. and that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, plasticky or, you know, sound like you are. Hi, I it's I'm the book marketing mentor. Oh, and God. I'm here to help you sell your books. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The slight, oh God. There's, there's a very famous person, I won't name names, but every time I see this individual, I feel like I need to take a shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please. We probably all have at least 10 people we can name off the top of our head. 
Exactly. So, so you changed your job. So you moved from uh, graphic design to book marketing. I mean, so you oh, made a conscious decision. There was a little bit of a, in. I went from graphic design to all of my clients kept asking me for marketing. Ah, okay. To marketing, to the to whole marketing. thing. To yeah. Focus niche. Okay. Yes. We're going to talk about niches again, people in book <laughs> marketing. And then what did you do to build that business? I started attending groups like the Bay Area Independent Publishers Association, which has some very famous alumni in that mix. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I, I, I told myself I wasn't going to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is anyone who knows me knows how, how long did that last? Yeah. Um, so I, I kept saying, I'm not going to volunteer. And so I, I joined and I said, oh, I'll take a committee position on this, you know, lowly committee. I don't have to do a whole lot. It's fine. Right. And then right. the entire board blew up. Right. I mean, I have never been in an organization where this happened, you know, before that or since. But first, one board member who'd been on the board a really long time disappears. Mm -hmm. Then the president walks out. Mm -hmm. Then the vice president oh falls off the face of the earth. And of the remaining people who were left, I was the only one who could actually form a sentence in the front of a room. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm stepping up because I don't want this group to go away. I said, but I'm doing this for two years. Mm -hmm. And at the end of two years, I will step down from being president. Didn't mean I was necessarily going to be off the board, but I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sign on this for life. But that's what had happened. Everybody had gotten so burnt out, yeah. which you can do as a volunteer. Uh, so much. Yeah, so I I stepped up to the plate, became president, and then using my skills in coaching, mm -hmm. because I, yeah, along the way, I also got a master's degree in organizational development. <laughs> I, I know, just a few things. Yeah, and then I went back and got the AA in graphic design. But we had a group meeting. I invited people who showed up all the time, and I said, didn't ask them to come on the board. I said, I'd like you to come to this meeting. And I had another facilitator there. I said, I'd like you to come to this meeting and let's figure out what we can do going forward. And out of that meeting, we added, I think we added seven more people to our board. Right. And most of them stayed on for about- Those people become clients or is that was just the organizing principle that you had? Just the organizing principle, but because I was able to hold the space, show yeah. up, be press a person press. who welcomed people in, yes, that was press, um, people would hire me mm -hmm. and I would get speaking engagements because of that. And that's always been my best way mm -hmm. to attract clients is by speaking. And back in the, back in the old days, it was, you know, in the room doing that. And now I am venturing into the world of being a podcast guest, as well as interviewing authors. Right. And I think that's the way to go. And I think we're going to be seeing more and more mm -hmm. audio first content. Absolutely. And some people listen to listen to YouTube, even though they can watch it. Mm -hmm. 
people are consuming information differently than they used to. So what I heard you say was, okay, I'm going to go this direction. Mm -hmm. And you found a cohort, basically. You're yeah. Like, Let me find a group, a cohort, a, uh, a team, um, you know, sort of like a LinkedIn group, but in real life. And so the LinkedIn group in real life is better than the LinkedIn group people, period. So yes, yes. Um, uh, but you found an affinity group and then you became, you became involved in them. And yes. it, I'm just going to say it, you know, the old adage is true. The more you put in, the more you get out. So, and then you use, you leverage that position, all that volunteer work um, to then sort of launch your cl new client base business. Correct. In book marketing. This is really important because there's so many people right now who are changing jobs changing the way they do things. People who are, uh, I'm, a, I'm a woman of particular age, uh, who are, as I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to this year, you know, who are the same, you know, the same group as me, who are like, I'm gonna, I have to work until I'm 75. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm using something new. But they don't know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they like, how will I do that? And I want to start my own business. How'd you start your business? I'm like, well, not on purpose. But, um, <laughs> and then- they, you know, but this is such an important thought here. Like you don't have to go alone. There's so, if you're an individual business owner, there are so many people out there who will help you. Uh, and if you can find an affinity group that even the smallest fine, smallest fine, yeah. um, where you can get involved with and learn from people and then leverage that work uh, into a client base, you're going to have so much faster traction and you can do it. All the other things too. You're going to do an email. You're going to do some social media. You don't have to do TikTok and Snap. You don't have to do everything, no. but you're going to do stuff, right? But if you can mm -hmm. have that group that you're attached to, it really is an anchor that gives you credibility where maybe you didn't have any before in that area, right? Absolutely. So, so important. Um, no matter where you are, you could be in a teeny weeny town. I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, you know, city of 68,000 people. I moved from San Francisco Bay Area, you know, area of 8 million people. I mean, not so many people anymore, 7 million. Still, you still have, you know, find a group. It's all good, right? And it works for yeah. you. So, yeah. so important. Um, and then, have you written a book yet? In the process. I have actually two books that are in process. I was writing a book mm -hmm. about marketing and then this thing showed up on my doorstep and this this was one of my my mantras at the time. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition or ovarian cancer. <laughs> and so there I was, you know. Oh my goodness. Oh my I know. I'm picturing the Monty Python thing and, right, and, right, right. and I went, oh, well, this is More not important than my book. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I had a bit of a reset and it took longer than I thought it was going to take. But the interesting thing was, as, as the doctor told me, I was in the emergency room because I, I didn't know I was that sick. I mean, I knew I didn't feel great but i didn't know i was that sick and we didn't yet know what kind of uh, nasty thing i had and so i just looked at him and i said okay so now what how do i get well i didn't go oh my god i'm this victim it's like you know it's reality and the truth of it is i i inherited the 
BRCA gene oh, wow. my father, but I didn't, I didn't even know ovarian cancer was a thing. Right. So, you know, I had, I had, I had a, a, a timeout for about six months and then it took me another about a year and a half after that to yep. really rebuild my body. So oh. it, it changed, it changed everything. It changed my business. It changed me. Um, I had to look at what do I, who and what is in my life that's not real happy, supportive. Mm -hmm. um, and there were a few people I had to say, I'm going to put this on pause for now. Right. And I'll check in with you later. Right. And some of them came back into my circle and some of them didn't. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you because, well, I can, and well, well, one, I am happy that you're well. That's great. Yeah, uh, I'm happy that you took the time to rebuild your body because, um, and that's a luxury and uh, I'm glad you were able to do that. So that's wonderful. And the, um, you're just so much more productive when you don't have those people in your life. That is it. yeah. just so much productive when you don't have those people dragging you down. So yeah. I can imagine that your business changed. I can imagine <laughs> that what you do every day changed. I can imagine that you got a lot more focused. I can tell me where I'm wrong here. No, I can imagine that you got a lot more efficient. Um, that's my imagination. No, you're you're completely on on target with that. And what was interesting, I was working on a project for a client at the time that I got sick, and I thought I'd be able to do it. You know, I'd been a designer. I you know knew. I even taught. I taught Quark. I taught in design. I knew those programs inside and out. So I'm working on I'm working on her books. And you probably have heard about chemo brain. Yes, I have. Okay, well, doing anything in a linear order mm -hmm. was Not off possible. the menu. <laughs> totally freaking yeah. off the menu. So I had I had designed the books, I had started to do the process of the production, mm -hmm. and I said, uh, this is not happening. Right. I need to bring I knew who to bring in, but I said I have to bring somebody else in to do this because I can't do it. So I then became more or less the project manager mm -hmm. and I had done the design work and I, you know, I knew what I wanted to have happen, but in terms of executing, it was, let this go. Someone else is going to do it. And I think it was a good thing for me because I tend to, I'm, my husband and I are both like this. He grew up on a farm, so that's his excuse. But when you know how to do something, letting somebody else do it and they might do it differently, they'll get the result, but they'll do it differently. And you probably know this too from yeah, having yeah. had your own business for such a long time that 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 first time you go, okay, I'm going to trust it's all going to be fine. <laughs> so what would you say to people who, you know, think they have a book in them and um, want to use it sort of like, so it's it, oh, I find it ironic that you haven't written your books yet, but you're going to write your books uh, and you're doing all this book marketing. Part of it. They're, they're, it. They're, par they're partly written. Well, because one's a memoir and right. that one, I have a real good excuse for why it's not done because <laughs> I, I get, I do part of it and it's like, You're still alive. Be I'm still alive, <laughs> but emotionally it just there, I can do so wow. much. And then it's like, Oh, time out, go do something yeah. else. Yeah. 
So what would you say to people? So one, this big learning that Judy's sharing about finding a cohort and getting involved. Um, everybody should just go do that. If you do nothing, yes. just, you know, it's so uh, we're recording this in June. By September, identify a cohort that you can join. Just do it. Uh, and and if you if you invest in it, your time, your effort, your energy, it will pay back for you as long as you're strategic about it, right? You have to mm -hmm. know which group to join. But there's a group for you out there. Yes. And um, two, I really appreciated your thought earlier that you shared was everyone thinks about a launch. You know, it's a launch, and then what? And this is true in all of marketing. All of my, oh, let's do a launch. It's not even launched yet. And you said it earlier, a launch is one day. Your business is forever or until you exit. Right. And um, think, you know, yes, the launch is important because some of, there are definitely some things in book publicity that's hard to get book publicity. If your book is old, old, you know, um, it's harder um, because new books, shiny new objects, you know, there's a place for those. Mm -hmm. um, classics also get a lot of attention. Classics, you know, Jane Austen, classic. Uh, and then sort of everything in between you have to work for, but it's, it's just a question of finding your audience and then marketing to them. Um, and so those two big learnings, I think, are really important for anybody who wants to start a business or to write a book um, and sell the book. When you think about if you had three things to tell people about how to go about marketing their book for their benefit, um, <clears throat> not just because they want to. I had several friends who were like, I wrote a book. And they're like, well, where is it? Where can I oh, I don't want you to buy it. I just wrote it. I'm like, okay. If you have three, I know it's strange. Um, three things you would tell people who have written a book or want to write a book, what do they need to do to market it well to help them build their business? Well, the first one may seem counterintuitive, but plan to give books away. Mm -hmm. Don't be worried that you're not selling. The more books that people have in their hands are reading and then if, if I give you a book and then I ask you, you know, post an honest review, you're more likely to do that than if I badger you and say, oh yeah, you know, do a review, do a review. Yeah. When, when Joel released his self-publisher's companion, mm -hmm. he, in his marketing plan, he said, I'm going to be giving away about 500 books. Mm -hmm. And the reason he did that at the point that he started that journey, even though he was a well-known book designer, mm -hmm. he wasn't well-known as a guru in the industry of self-publishing other than here in the Bay Area. So he gave away books and people started talking about it mm -hmm. and people were posting reviews. And one of the things he did, now I couldn't do this. He wrote long form blog articles mm -hmm. every day, every day for three years. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my God. But so giving away books, Okay, giving away books, you're giving stuff away to people stuff away. who might be interested and who might share it. Okay, exactly. You should be looking at who is on the same level as you, or maybe just a little bit ahead, mm -hmm. and cultivate them before you publish. Mm 
-hmm. as people you you know you're learning from them honor them tell them what are you learning from them how are you learning from them what are you getting whether it's from their book their podcast mm -hmm. their blog whatever it is that you know if you can say oh hi lee i just saw you on your on you know on the map and here's what i got out of this episode and thank you so much right. i haven't asked you for anything exactly not a thing be generous first mm -hmm. Okay. Always be generous first. Generous. And the, the third thing is think about how your audience benefits from your message. Mm -hmm. And publishing means to share, to make public. Mm -hmm. So if you've got something good and you don't share it, you're actually doing a disservice. Mm -hmm. So if I look at, you know, and like you and I were talking about the millennial hiring issue, well, right now you could you could go out and tie that conversation to the fact that older americans and you and i talked about a little bit about that people aren't retiring because they can't afford to okay. people found out in the pandemic if they you know like i've been self-employed since 94. okay i already knew that but now people who got furloughed are going I don't want to do that. So you can look at what's happening topically that relates and and you know comment about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of one of my very good friends um, became the go-to authority on everything about Macintosh computers and not just in Sonoma County. Mm -hmm. She was interviewed locally, nationally, internationally, and she's not a techie. She likes using the products, but she was always available. And if she knew something, she would share it. She would share resources. Yep. So the more yep. you share resources and don't make it about you, yep. you'll sell books. Such great advice. Oh, my gosh. And you took your own advice and here you are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> my husband says it to me. Lee, just take your own advice. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Cobbler's children over here, people. Cobbler's kids. Yes, I just. Oh my gosh. Judy, thank you so much for sharing these. I wish I could stay longer, but production will go. You took her too long. Uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's so inspirational. And then B, your advice based on what's gone on, you know, what has worked for you. Um, and then some pitfalls because we it, the pitfalls are easy to fall into. They're, that's why they call them pitfalls. Um, it looks like it's simple, but no, there's hard work involved, but you can just niche it down, focus as your friend, be generous, join a group, um, give stuff away, give your books away, give your thoughts away. Um, most people, I, I, I subscribe to this uh, theory that you're sharing. You know, uh, so funny because people are like, "Why, well, Lee? You're just you're giving your you're giving your insight away." I'm like, "Yeah, they don't want to do it themselves. <laughs> Very few people want to do this themselves. That's why they're listening to you." So, uh, you know, tell them what exactly what to do. I tell people exactly what I think they should do, just like you did. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, great, that's awesome. I'll do that." You know, and three weeks later, it's like I don't want to do that myself. <laughs> so, 
the more you can demonstrate your value by sharing your thoughts and your insight, the better it's going to be for you. So Judy, excellent thoughts. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? They can find me at bookmarketingmentor.com. Mm -hmm. And if you're a nonfiction author and you want to get interviewed, you'll see there's a big pink button and it says book buzz audit. So go there if you've got a challenge and you need some help. Mm -hmm. Book buzz audit is the thing to do. And we'll figure out the number one thing that's in your way and what you can do about it. Oh, fantastic. We didn't get to talk about that. The I know. <laughs> go to bookmarketingmentor.com. If you have a book, pink, click the pink button. You're going to get a result. Awesome. Judy, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the map. I so appreciate it. Pay attention to Judy, everybody. It'll help you get on your own map. Until next time, I'm Lee Carraher, and this is On the Map. Thank you so much for listening to On The Map. If you're a successful entrepreneur of a company or if you are a, a marketing executive who has had success on getting on the map in your industry or your location or among certain different consumers or customers, I would love to talk to you about how you did it, what programs and tactics you use to become known, become famous for what you do, the difference you make for your customers and your clients or your consumers. Um, in order for you to apply, just go over to my website, go.double-forte.com backslash podcast slash guest. And that's a mouthful. It'll be in the show notes. So just go down there and apply. We are publishing on the map all the time with awesome guests who are sharing for from the trenches ideas and success stories that we can all apply in our own businesses. So it, to get all of the shows and not miss anything, please subscribe. And I so appreciate you if you can also give me a thumbs up or give me a rating. This helps the show be seen. I can't under, you can't underestimate the power of a, a thumbs up and I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for you to go get on the map.